Naomi Mob, I hope this finds you well. I've been allowing myself to sit with my experiences and my reflections over the last couple of weeks and the journey to the referendum pre, during and after. Taking the time to witness my community, to sit with my body, get out of my head and see how my body has responded to the energy, to the experience, what we were being asked, um, how the journey was travelled, how it was carried, how it was held with responsibility and relationship. And these are my personal reflections and experiences and journey of the referendum and what I'm choosing to do next and how I'm choosing to show up in what's next and and for my journey and my commitment to self-determination, to sovereignty and how my commitment to reconciliation has evolved and what that actually means for me. So I didn't know how I was going to vote with the voice and And that's the other thing. The referendum was made all about the voice. There were two parts to the referendum. We were being asked to vote on two things which should have, with integrity, been separated. We were being asked to enshrine in the constitution that the first people of Australia were the first people and to recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the first people. And the second part was to say yes to an advisory body to the government that would advise on on First Nations matters only and only on policies and procedures that affected our lives. And this was not an act of self-determination or sovereignty in our favour as First Nations people. We already have a voice. We already have our voices. You can hear mine right now. It's just that many people choose not to listen. And the danger, the toxicity the manipulation of the no campaign and the way it went about using the ambiguity of the yes campaign around what was the actual voice, the fear-mongering, has caused so much trauma and has unleashed so much racism in Australia. It's like people who were holding themselves back have now just got the freedom and the permission to just go hell for leather. And those two things should have been separated, but they weren't. They were held together and I was going to vote no because I didn't want to give and I have to ask the other 97% to have a right to vote whether my heritage and history and I'm Barkindji, I'm Ngimpa, I'm European heritage of Irish, Scottish, English. I also have Chinese and Sri Lankan linkages as well through my heritage and it is my First Nations culture of Barkindji and Ngimpa who I am. That is my footprint, that is my DNA, that is my song lines. That is who I am as a woman. It is who I've always been and it is who I'm called to be and it is how I move through the world. It is how I live, it is how I show up, is through First Nations practices and principles of my culture and my heritage. Do I know everything Barkindjing Impa to guide me? No. So I seek to learn the universal laws of being a First Nations or Indigenous person the laws of the land. Only take what you need and leave the rest. You don't need to know all the answers. Your spirit and your ancestors, your dreaming, your old people will guide you if you surrender. That life is an act of co-creation. We can only show up as ourselves and what we're willing to do. And we're only asked 
to step into and become what we are capable of, no more or no less, in service of our of the collective through our own self-actualization and through our own power and our own being. And this is a core foundation of the work that I'm here to do. Because on my country, you have the big river red gum trees that are the nests and the homes, the grandmother, grandfather trees of our creator spirits, Bilura, the eagle, Waku, the crow, the law keeper. And our creator spirits only choose the trees that are capable of carrying the next generation and holding that nest. So in order for that tree to become that, it must first take what it needs. It must first be willing to stop being a seed and become a tree. It must first go through the process of breaking open and taking root and then growing. And through its initial stages of emerging, it can only be a tree for an ant. So a tree can only give what it can give because if it tries to give more, it will die. It has to first be sustainable for itself before it can be sustainable for others. And being asked to give someone else the right to determine whether my heritage belongs in the Western history of this book, to know that 60,000 years of culture and heritage and sites are not protected or valued or respected by the Australian government to the length that it should be, that mining companies are still being allowed to blow up 30,000-year-old sites and yet we were still asked to put our self-determination and sovereignty in the hands of the other 97% of non-Indigenous Australians and hope that, our, that the allyship of those who say they stand with us, those who have, who have reconciliation action plans, would be enough to weigh the vote in the yes favour. That's not an act of self-determination or sovereignty. However, my spirits and my old people ancestrally said, vote yes, even though I knew it was going to be a no. And I've seen the pain. I've seen the trauma. I've seen the emotional response, the weight that has been carried by many people. And they're still hurting and they'll be hurting for a long time. Our children, some of our children are confused as to say, well, why are they... I've, I've seen people voting, um, posting and sharing that their children, Aboriginal children are asking their parents, why are they so scared of us? Why was it such a big deal to ask us to be recognised in the founding document of the colonial country that is now known as Australia? Why was it so scary for us to have an advisory body on policies and procedures that only affect our lives? And that's not enough for Peter Dutton to get a no. It's not enough for him to just give pause and give our community time to breathe before he throws another punch. He's now calling for a royal commission into sexual abuse in Aboriginal communities. Fuck off. Why do we need a royal commission into that? Why aren't you doing a royal commission into sexual abuse across Australia? Across institutions rather than focusing on Aboriginal people? If we, all of a sudden, we're not good enough to have a, vo- a, a voice to parliament because that would be divisive and making us separate and dividing the country, why are you again isolating our communities and, and choosing to, to pick on our children and our cultures by saying, oh no, there's so much sexual abuse in Aboriginal communities that we need a royal commission into it. 
to give what more of a platform for us to be isolated and attacked based off of our culture and to only find more more lies you've already got the royal commission into um aboriginal deaths in custody you've got the bringing them home report they're closing the gap focus on that none of that has been done none of that has been action to the full depth of what those reports did and the power and the courage of the people who shared their stories and experiences in the hope of creating change the book the subtle art of not giving a fuck that i read probably five or six years ago i didn't understand it at first but it the basic tenet of the message that I took from it is that we only have a certain amount of energy to give, to care about things. And we need to be intentional about what we choose to give a fuck about. Because if we give a fuck about everything, we, we flood our energy and our resources. So post the referendum, what I'm choosing to focus my time and energy and resources on is my becoming, is is stepping into my power and my journey of dream walking and dream weaving and following and fully surrendering to where my old people want to go in trust and faith and courage. I'm no longer playing small. I'm no longer living from survival mode. I am my ancestors' wildest dreams and I hold the responsibility of being their eyes and ears through my spirit and through my being to be their message from the dream time. My responsibility is also to be the example for my children, my young ones through Kilana who see me as being Annie Shannon, for those who connect to my story, my responsibility is to show them what is possible through who I'm being, through my warrior heart, through my journey to black belt, through having my voice and my story to share. I don't need your permission or support to share my story. I don't need your spaces to be open to me because one, I can create my own spaces and two, I only want to go into spaces where I am welcomed, invited, and it is an act of reciprocity and relationship built on responsibility and respect to create change, to create shifts, to plant seeds and ripple effects. Through my own becoming, my responsibility to my own self-actualization through my warrior heart journey through entrepreneurship, through jiu-jitsu, through storytelling, through being Namika, through being Anishan, through growing Kilalana. That's my commitment. Because through who I'm being, that's how I serve those that I love because I can only give what I have. I can only share the lessons and the knowledge that I have. I can only speak the stories that I've lived and that I've walked I can only share the vision as big as I'm willing and the courageous enough to believe it and, and walk towards that through my dreaming, my women, Jekka, for what purpose? My commitment to my community and to my culture is to learn my culture, is to go and learn as much of my language, my dance, our healing, our women's business, our leadership, our law, our dreaming, those are the things that I'm committed to learning, to weaving and understanding how do I weave my journey together. Dream walking, dream weaving, to being the Namika and the Anishan that I can be for my children through my becoming and then through my doing. 
and trusting in my entrepreneurship and my journey. Because my, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. I am my ancestors' conduit for this world. And I also hold the responsibility to plant seeds and honour my old people, to honour my journey and to do the work of what is required in this time, to lighten the load and to plant seeds for, for the next generations to harvest from, to sit under. That's what I'm choosing to focus on. Reconciliation as a movement, as a vehicle for change and being asked to go into non-Indigenous spaces to share my story, to educate, to help you create your better spaces to benefit not just First Nations people but to benefit your people. I will only be going into spaces that are an act of reciprocity, respect and responsibility and based in truth-telling and courage that are about equity that are about honouring the truth of First Nations peoples and histories in this place and understanding how by doing that it actually creates benefit and ripple effects for your community and your people. I'm not here for tokenism. When you you engage with me, you will get the truth. You will get my lived experience. I do not speak for my people. I do not speak for my community. I can only speak through my experience and my truth and share what I have lived and what I am called to share. I am a proud and always will be, always was, First Nations woman Barkanji and Yimpa. I acknowledge my other song lines. That is who I am and that is who you get when I walk into a room. You get Chantel Thompson, the Barkanji warrior, the warrior heart, dream walking, dream weaving. Through Namika, through my voice, through Anishan, through my story. I'm not here for tokenism. I'm not here for white fragility. I'm not here for fake circles of psychological safety that are about excuses and keeping you in your comfort zone rather than you learning to lean into your discomfort so you can grow and be challenged so that we can all do the work of creating a more inclusive, celebrating of diversity and where people can feel like they can belong and show up fully as they are not having to leave parts of themselves behind. I'm done playing small. I'm done living from survival mode and I'm done allowing myself to operate from my fear and my trauma. This is my message as much to myself as it is to the world. I'm coming for everything that was denied to my ancestors, everything that my mum and my grandmother couldn't do or couldn't be, And I'm going to become everything that is available to me, everything that I am called to be in my full power, unapologetically, with full courage and humility to what I am called to do, who I am called to be, in service and in honouring of my old people, in honouring and service of my full potential and the life I want to be able to live and that I know is available to me, and the experiences. I'm coming for a life of self-determination, sovereignty and wealth. And wealth from a First Nations perspective of circular economies and ecosystems. Wealth of time, of health, of culture, of relationship, of reciprocity. And yes, financial wealth too. So that I can buy back my ancestral lands. 
so that Kilalana can have its own resources. My children will have intergenerational wealth. I can create scholarships and bursaries for other warrior hearts to step into their power. So no longer will I be giving a fuck about white fragility or white fears or racism. You can come for me, but you will not like the response that you get. I am choosing to focus all my time, my energy, my capability, my capacity on my becoming and of being of service and in surrender and complete trust and humility to my old people, to my power and potential, so that I can be the person and the woman that I need to be for my children, for my nieces and nephews, and for the work that I'm here to do in my time. And I'm no longer afraid of what that means or where it'll take me. So world, I hope you're ready. Because after this experience, I'm no longer giving my power over to anyone. I'm no longer giving anyone else the decision making. I'm surrendering to my old people and I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to be a conduit for their vision through who I'm being. And I'm going to be a light in the world for those that see me as being a guide and fully stepping into my journey to black belt, writing my story, speaking my truth. And sitting on country and serving from love, serving from my health and well-being, my rest and my play and my joy, not just the anger and the tears and the grief and the determination, time with my children, the time that I have left with them as children, as young people and as babies in my home and in my heart before they step into the world and step into their power and potential. I'm here for it all. I'm not here for tokenism and I'm not here for pain or trauma or caring about what other people think. I'm here to do the work and honour myself, my being, my old people and my children and the work that I'm here to do.